Try some other ones when you don't fall for the evil. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. All of that distracting you for allowing you, in other words, your attention and interest never gets, never gets to rest. The only place it rests is in a point of agitation, the feeling of being you. Because you are in a point of agitation. Yeah. That sense of self never has peace. Through all the consuming it does, through all the seeking it does, through all the acquiring it does, through all the amassing that it does, it never reaches, reaches a point where it has permanent or actually even long-lasting peace. Because it's not that which you're getting, it's the agitation that you're living as. Yeah. You're living as a mental idea that's constantly built on a fragile little precipice. You seek approval, but out of a hundred people, ninety-nine people approve you, the one person doesn't, your mind dwells on that one person. You're constantly living on the edge of this mental cliff, and it has a lot of feeling behind it. The mentality produces an emotional sense. So you have an emotional sense of dissatisfaction or uneasiness because you don't feel like when some things are going good, which you hope that you were going to work towards your whole life, they don't, you don't seem to be able to embrace them because you have a belief you don't deserve things going good. Yeah? So you act as if you're working really hard to get there, but you're scared shit of arriving. Anyway, when you get there, you won't embrace that there you were trying to get to. Basically, it's all a premise to keep moving, keep seeking, keep seeking. Like it's self, self, a life of self-will will not be successful. Self-seeking, self-seeking, self-seeking. It doesn't say seeking, self-seeking. The self is seeking, and therefore seeking isn't about finding. It's about seeking. It's scared shit of finding, basically. Because if it actually found long-lasting peace, happiness and joy, it wouldn't be there. <laughs> and then it would be obvious that the, the sense of it being there was the reason peace, joy, and happiness didn't seem to be available now. You would see, you would see the whole dilemma by the solution. It's always attempting to believe or convince you that it's moving towards. But it has no intention of finding, because that would be the end of its job. <laughs> you would never have felt as a self happiness, joyousness, and freedom. Always when that's occurring, there's a sufficient amount of absence of self, and that's why that's becoming an event in your life. As soon as the self goes, I felt happiness, joyousness, and freedom, it's sort of neutered, isn't it? Now you have a story about it, and now maybe you seek to try to duplicate that story, but you can't duplicate what was brought to you from this moment. You can't duplicate it, because it's always available, but it never to you. you. You never got the happiness, joy, sense of freedom. The feeling of you is an interpretation of mind as a reaction to that happiness, joy, sense of freedom. Because the happiness, joy, sense of freedom is actually an experience a mind unburdened by self can have. Yeah? It's available to it. Quite a lot, actually. Yeah. may not look happy like, hee-hee, but it'll have a certain contentment and it will know serenity and comprehend the word peace, it will have a sense of that, a very clear sense of it. And it will get to a point where it won't be fooled again. Yeah, It won't leave what's always there and always reliable to seek for some fool's gold in the future, for finding, you know, following one of the self's many formulations of how if I get this and get there and have that, it will translate into me feeling great. Has it worked for you? For how long? 
Did the feeling gate great stabilize? Or that as soon as you arrived, then it became another departure point for the next arrival. Yeah? The arrival has a statement, oh, when I get there, it's going to be great. But as soon as I get there, it's compared to something else, and it's not great. i got to take off again. Yes? On and on and on and on. You think it's going to end? You think one, one of the numbers you land on is going to be the one? <laughs> That's the biggest joke of all. That's like the, the carrot. It's like a speaking carrot to the mule. So the mule, yes, the, the next one is going to be the one. Yeah, isn't that, you haven't heard, listen to people? Uh, oh, I've had problems before, but this is the problem. Or, this girlfriend's the one. <laughs> Come on. Everyone is the one when it's the one. <laughs> so there's a solution. There's peace available, but not to you. That's the whole good news. If it was about, if it was peace for you, it would be a, it would be a commodity. It was something you try to own, privatize, sell, package. But because it has nothing to do with you, it's lasting and it's reliable. It's not based on yes and no, good and bad, close and far. It's always available at all times, right where you are. It's the basis of all, all of what we call life, is that basis, basis of honest. How could anything that's appearing in it appear before it? There's no fucking way. So you are not on. Yeah, the onness provides the mental process, the possibility to produce a sense of a you. It produces that sense of you, it places the you before the onness, and now you think you're on, and therefore you entertain the possibility that you can be off. And that's the real fucking shame of it. Something that's always available at all times now becomes infrequent. You've got to do some special mental gymnastics or spiritual gymnastics or, you know, physical gymnastics to arrive there, only to be thrust away from it again, only to have to go towards it once more. Yeah? It makes it something special and infrequent. Never to be attained. Yeah. When it's really like dog shit awareness. Very, very normal. Very, very, very normal. You were so in it when you were a kid, you didn't even appreciate it in a sense until you grew out of it. Yeah. Well, while you're in it, who, who was looking for retreats when you were four years old? I wasn't. I wasn't reading spiritual scriptures. I wouldn't have fucking, I wouldn't crayoned all over a self-help book. I wasn't trying to find any relief from myself. It hadn't grown yet. It hadn't grown enough. It hadn't usurped all my interest and attention. It hadn't taken over. It hadn't risen to the throne. It hadn't put on the crown. <laughs> it hadn't started to play God yet without juice. Once it did, then I was thrust into that little tyranny, and I was really uncomfortable in my own skin, which is sort of a drag if this is the only skin you seem to be in the rest of your life. It's a drag to start being uncomfortable from the get-go in your own skin. I mean, you're immediately seeking already, aren't you? If you're uncomfortable in your own skin, what are you going to want to do? Get out of it, yeah? And it's, as soon as you take the step of getting out of it as a self, it's very, very hard to retrace back, yeah? It'll just take you on and on in different journeys. First, it was like the irritability, discontent, and uh, unrest. 
read a lot of science fiction books when I was a kid, Edgar Allan Poe, all this stuff. Then I found alcohol and drugs. I thought, wow, this is great. Then I found I had to go to spirituality to try to get relief from the obsession with this idea called self. Then, then recovery. Then back into spirituality again. Yeah, All for what? All to try to return from where I never left. I just believed that I had done something that could separate me from what I am. I don't have that much power. The idea of you doesn't have the power to separate you from what you are. It's impossible. It can only make it appear to be so. And it takes a lot of fucking projection. It takes a lot, a lot of movie making. It takes a lot of narration. It takes a lot of advertising to have you displaced from what you are. To believe that you're not what you are and to take yourself to be what you're not is fucking a miracle, a mental miracle. And it needs a lot of work. It's a lot of huffing and puffing. That's why you maybe have 70,000 thoughts a day. I don't think anyone has a job where 70,000 thoughts a day are needed, is it? To navigate one day, do I need 70,000 thoughts? Maybe like 18. If I'm a house painter, you know, walk in, four walls, a ceiling, some doors and window and trim. I'm usually not surprised much, yeah? Don't have to have thousands of thoughts about the job. Just get the paint, you know, just in that. Find out where I'm going to eat. See if I have enough gas to get home. Hopefully have a movie. There you go. Maybe 20 thoughts a day. What's the other 69,980 doing? Yeah, what are they doing? I mean, it's making a big movie, and that's the popcorn maker. <laughs> You're eating tons of that fucking popcorn to watch the movie of Paul. <laughs> and I'll tell you something, you only, you're the only one who has that, so much, that much interest to watch the movie of Paul. Yeah? <laughs> if Bob had to sit and watch the movie of Paul, Bob would be bored. He'd realize these popcorn sucks, it's stale, the juju bees suck. The fucking theater smells. There's been a lot of mental masturbation in it. You know what I mean? He'd want to leave immediately. But Paul would probably stick it out. When's it going to get good? <laughs> When's the fairy princess going to save my ass? <laughs> oh, that already happened. Chapter one. Oh, when's the next fairy princess going to save my ass? <laughs> You'd be bored stiff. If you put a little snippet of the same thoughts that are in your head with a different name under them, let's say Mary's having them, you would say, Mary's fucking sick. <laughs> but the same thoughts, if they're held as you're having them, they seem like very, very creative, very inspiring, very uh, altruistic, very far-sighted, yes. <laughs> What's the difference? Is it the thought or is it the feeling of being the thinker of them? If you believe the stuff's coming at you and fucking with you, you're lost here. You are severely in a lot of trouble. Because you are now at the point of a consequential level where everything is real and it's happening to you. There, that is not a winning position. You at least, that's what at least recovery does. It takes like, everyone who's drinking a night in a bar does the first two steps of an inventory. They know why they're mad and who they're mad at. They're clear as fucking hell who's fucking with them, and why. But they never do the third and fourth column to see what their role is in. Yeah? Never. There's no solution in the first two columns. There's a huge solution in the fourth column. Yeah? So if you want to see, if you're thinking thoughts are driving you crazy, yeah, you have to realize that's also a thought you just had. 
That thoughts are driving you crazy. You're not going to get out of the thought system yeah, as a thought. But it isn't the thought that's driving you crazy. It's the my of the thought. M-Y. Yeah. Everyone has a thought, and there's a different meaning to that same thought. Everyone in the world is maybe having a thought. And it's the same thought, let's say. Like, uh, what's going to happen to me? Yeah. But the my, yeah, the one who thinks they're having a thought, or it's about you, is what represents the meaning that's going to be put into the thought. The thought is just a vehicle. Yeah? It's the what the my is the bridge. When there's an identification as being a thinker with the thought, that's the bridge for tons of meaning to come out of nowhere, this mental fucking cloud like the internet, come out of nowhere and drop in and give meaning to that thought. So you and I can have the exact same thought, but let's say your reaction is you're terrified by what that thought supposedly brought to you, and I'm at peace because I don't see it as mine. It's the same freaking thought. Exact same. But that's why everyone is giving everything all the meaning it has. Because the idea of self is separation. And then meaning that's given to life separates. Yeah. So a, a thought is not a thought when it's my thought. It means a whole lot fucking more than that. It's sort of like, instead of having 70,000 thoughts and each one of them weighing an ounce, yeah, so you're traveling every day with, like, with 70,000 mental ounces, and you're used to traveling, it doesn't even feel like it's, you're heavied out. Now let's say my thoughts, and then you add like 15 ounces to that. Now you're traveling a pound. So now you have 70,000 pounds. You're going to have an, a heavy experience here. Yes? You're going to really believe the thoughts that the mind has about the past, and you're going to really believe the thoughts that the mind is having about a future. You're going to be freaking heavied out. And when you get heavy enough, what are you going to do to get relief? Almost fucking anything. If you're an addict and a drunk, and you know damn well it's the craziest thing in the world to have a drink, but you'll get to a point where you'll say fuck it and you'll have that drink. Because you have to get relief. From what? The weight. The weight that your mind is giving to you and to life and to them and to the world and everything else. Yeah? We're just questioning the bridge between the thought yeah, and what it can mean with the my. Yeah? To me, the my, for many of us in this room, has been infected with alcoholism. So we have thoughts that get infected with alcoholic meaning. So things are taken extremely personally. We're usually sensitive about situations and everything else. We're so into trying to save our face, we're losing our ass every day. Yeah? Because we think our face is our ass. There's something we've mixed up. Yeah? So let's say if I'm not the thinker, what would happen? Find out, first of all. That's the way to go. It wasn't a big leap for me because after I listened to people in AA meetings, I had to come to only two conclusions. How do these people get my thoughts? Or they may not be my thoughts. Because how could they be mine if you're having them? Yeah? How could they be only my feeling? This incredible sense of terminal uniqueness was blown out of the water once I heard other people talk about their experiences, their feelings about life, and their thoughts, and their reactions to life, because they sure sounded like mine. 
They sure did. And then I realized, Jesus, I've been calling thoughts produced and affected by alcoholism, feelings, thought, feelings produced and affected by alcoholism, reactions to life imprinted by alcoholism as mine. You don't believe that's the bondage of self? You tell me what it is. You tell me what that is if it isn't the bondage of self. That's the bondage of self. It says it so clearly in the book for people who haven't been here in a while. I think I used to share it way back at the dry dock, but here you are. Self manifested in various Trista says you've got to be convinced that self is what has defeated us. I mean, if not, you're not where where are you gonna go with the program? Really? It says very prior to that, it says, hey, if you look at the program as linear, which it is, 12 steps, it says, all right, the big step is the third step in most cases. It's when you surrender, you turn your willing life over to the care of a higher power and stuff like that. But it says before that paragraph, it says, first, first, got to quit playing God. It doesn't work. Then it goes next, which is the third step. So he puts something that even more important than the third step before it, which is quit playing God. Because if you don't, then that selfie will play God with the third step, and your experience of the third step will be, I surrender and I take it back, and I surrender and take it back, and surrender and take it back, and I can, I'll give up 95 topics of my life, but these five I'm going to hold on to and manage. And the, all these incredible possibilities are entertained as what can occur, all based on the idea that you're God. Like you're giving a candy, a bag of candy to a, a little kid, yeah? And any time you want the candy back, you, come, you slap the little kid and get it back. Which is the bigger God? The little kid with the bag of candy or me who can take it back? I would say this is, eh? So we play the same role in God, with God, like it's a playground. Oh, here, yeah, here, God, I'm having trouble, I'm surrendering. Oh, but I met this girl, shit, I'll take it back. That's not surrender. That's a bargain. Yeah? So I said, all right, being convinced to believe with certainty, that's what the word means, very cool word, believe with certainty, being convinced that self manifested in various ways. So you know what manifest means, it appears, yeah? It manifests, it shows up. Like we want, we want to manifest money, we want money to show up, so all right, let's manifest. So self manifested in various ways. So self is manifesting in our life, yeah? That's what he's basically saying, yeah? Self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. It's a beautiful statement because he separates the two things. He says self and us are different, yeah? Self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. He's just described the, the anatomy of the whole situation. Self is manifesting in all these ways and it's defeating us in those manifestations. He says, okay, if that's so, we'll now look at its Common manifestations. And he says, all right, the next paragraph says resentment. So if you follow the logic, resentment sounds like an expression of self into one's life, doesn't it? So, but who's the mother and father of, this, of the resentment? Is it you or self? If I went to court, and maybe I, I, I claimed this kid was mine, and I've been taking care of this kid, and I defend this kid, yeah? And I'll fight to the death of this kid, but then the real biological father shows up, that guy would win the case. Yeah? So here I am, self is expressing in all these different ways, resentments, fears, doing all this activity to try to get what we want. Yeah? 
I'm claiming it to be me, but it's actually self. Can you see the difference if you would just get that? You're not beholden to those resentments, those fears, those old behaviors, because they're not your behaviors, they're not your fears, they're not your resentments, they're expressions of self in your life. If you were looking at a park and there were 30 kids there, where would your attention go to the one kid that was yours? What would happen if none of them would be yours? You'd be watching a lot of them. You could see them go this and that. There would be a lot more free-range movement. You wouldn't be fixated on the same thing. Exactly the same thing with thoughts, reactions, resentments, and anxieties. What's sticking you in the fear is that is the mind, not the fear itself. The fear is being generated by the mind. You're worried about a future that has no ability to affect you right now because it has one, it's lacking one quality, which is it's not happening. How can something that's not actually happening affect you? How? How can it possibly be the case? How could I have a feeling if something isn't touching this body? Yeah? Something, I have to have some contact with it. All I'm doing is having mental contact in a mental imagining, producing effects now. Yeah? Causing me to be contracted and concerned about what's going to happen to me down the road. Or going back and thinking about what happened to me in the past. All the while missing what's going on now. Because I'm so concerned about what was and what will be that I don't realize what is. I mean, Jesus is like the biggest heist of all time. And as you get older, you know, your time's running out. You're not going to be able to, you know, you're not going to meet the fairy princess at the junior high unless you're, you know, stalking them. (laughs) It's not going to happen. You can't keep expecting a failed system to finally deliver the goods. It's a failed system. It's like riding a dead horse. It's time to get up and get on a live one. Yeah. So what would happen to a resentment if it wasn't mine? I'll tell you, find out. You may be able to tell the real truth about it. And realize, follow it right back to where it's always going to lead you. Back to selfing. And if you can entertain, hey, I'm not that, you won't be beholden to all of its expressions. Your mind won't be invested in giving those resentments so much meaning. Like, I have... One resentment, like it says in this one story in the book called Freedom from Bondage, right? This lady talks about, she gets sober and she, she realizes, she hears about resentments and she realizes, if I don't give up the resentments, I'm going to drink again and I'm going to die, yeah? And then she was going over them and then she had this one resentment about her mother and the story that she had been traveling with for years was, I'd do anything to get out of this resentment. But then when she started to uncover the truth, she realized that resentment was her excuse for all her failed marriages, for not going to college, for the condition that she thinks she didn't think she should be in, but she wasn't in her life. She was milking that, her mind was milking that resentment like the golden cow. Yeah? She had no desire to let that go in the mentality, in the selfie. It was like the, it was the core celeb for so much shit. Yeah? So when she realized that, That was an incredible thing. So what would happen? This is the type of realization you can have when you realize these are manifestations of self. They're not yours. 
They're only yours when you adopt them, and you adopt them through identification as a self. You adopt all of self's expressions as yours, and in a sense, I tell you, man, you get in a relationship with them, and you're praying for that thing to be removed, but there's a huge chunk of you that doesn't want it to be removed, because it may be the whole spaces for the story of your life. But when I saw it wasn't me, ah, I'm so fucking awesome. <laughs> I could do a thorough inventory. Check this freaking thing out. And everything led. It was like tying a, a string to a mouse's tail. It always went to the same freaking hole, just like it says in the book. Hey, people will step on your toes, seemingly without provocation. But if you look, you will invariably find that you made a decision based on self. Ah, shit. Again? Oh, yes, yes. There you go. You make a decision based on self. It sets off trains of circumstances that bring you misfortune you feel you don't deserve. <laughs> Everything. Look at the dictionary. Look up the word self. And there's usually a hyphen and there's like 90 like descriptive statements behind it. Like self-immolation. So there's about, and I see 10% are nice and about 90% are negative, so to speak. There's self-love, self-trust, there's self-destruction and self-sabotage. And then you look up spirit, there's like one definition. <laughs> You know, some amorphous, some whatever. But self is so concrete in our language. It has thousands of adjectives, descriptive adjectives, because the language is the center of the trance of self. All your thoughts are wrapped in English up there, unless you have another language. All your thoughts are being brought to you through English. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know. For me, I, uh, I've been with this now 25 years, practicing AA, I guess, recovery. And, you know, after about my 11th year, I heard this information. I started to entertain it. And, uh, like we were talking about earlier, the head was in the tiger's mouth. There was no turning back. Yeah? And it has, and it's, it's been the last answer for 14 years. Now. Can you excuse me a second, Miss? Can we speak a little later? Yeah, that's right. Yeah? So, you know what I mean? It's been like the last answer for the last 14 years. And I don't feel like I'm going to find another one. You know what? how great relief that is? To put the ball down? Just to drop that rock. Such a damn relief. And then I go to meetings now all the time, and I hear people, and all the time I hear them, I can follow back where their suffering coming from. Every time. And it invariably comes from a misperception, or an overloaded, overloaded thought, yes, or a, or a distorted, or mentally configured feeling. Yeah. always can be rooted back to exactly what the big book had said, what the root of the problem was, every freaking time. Yeah. I just felt like it was an obsession with self. I thought it was a little bit different, it's identification as a self. And I found that out because I was wondering, well, it was a download, but I was wondering why is my mind so obsessed around this idea of being a self? Yeah? I'm so defensive. I'm always feeling so touchy what people are thinking about me, how they view me as an object, all like this. And I saw 
it doesn't really have any other meaning but to reinforce the identification as a self. For that identification as a self to be kept in place, it needs a huge amount of reinforcement because it's natural, it's not a natural state. It's like water and oil. Yeah? But for that to seemingly stay in place, for that bondage of self to seemingly stay adhered, a glue has to be applied a lot. And I think that's what the thought system does. It's like having a radio station up there. I say it's all K-Self, but it always, you always feel like it's an individual channel, like K-Paul, K-Mary, but it's basically clear channel, basically, but I'd say unclear channel, called K-Self. Yeah. It's the same music everyone's getting, the same propaganda, the same news flashes, the same stuff, and the insanity is we take it so personally. <laughs> if you would see it as K-Self, you'd, want, you'd be motivated to turn it off. It's boring as hell. It just intrudes in every day. It doesn't really promote anything other than itself. It's, it's, an, it's an intrusion in a way. Yeah? You ever see when, these, when someone in sports gets into a zone or surfing, thinking about it is an intrusion. It fucks it up, basically. You get in the flow of music, whatever it may be, there's, there's the suspension of thought, yeah? And that's, and that's when it seems to really flow, yeah? There's a suspension of it. But it's very difficult to have it suspended for long. Even when life suspends it, the thought system will sort of group around that, say, I'm the one who had the experience, and then just regroup and reinforce the sense of being a self again. And it's pretty damn persistent, yeah? But what happens if the hearing, the listening to it, turns into hearing it? It's totally different. You hear it now, you hear the programming, you hear the golden oldies, you hear the, you know, the future apocalyptic forecasts, you hear it, but you're not listening to it. You're not calling up the 800 number and buying the fucking product it's trying to sell. You've sort of got an immunity to it, and you can get on with your day, and your day doesn't get overwhelmed by the narration of the day. Yeah, the day comes, the day is, is, is supreme to it, yeah? It overrides the narration, yeah? Because sometimes I find my narration is back in 1987, and it's trying to sort of tell me about 2013, but it's like way off. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is even, this is not even close to what's going on. You know what I mean? Oops. <laughs> you know, I mean, its loop was so bad, it even gets embarrassed. Oops. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, it's worrying about something that I was going through when I was in seventh grade or something. <laughs> Let's upgrade the programming, bro. <laughs> you need like Windows 12. You're like Windows 1. A very closed window. An opaque window. <laughs> so, if you get to see it, oh, Jesus, that's the beauty. You have the ability to see, like Jesus says, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, it's there. But what I like, I call, that's what I call looking. Looking is when the seeing has been hijacked by the selfing and it's turned into a formal looking, which is subject me looking at object you. Yeah, instead of sensing the seeing and the hearing and the feeling, the emphasis is on the seer and the seeing, the hearer and the heard, you know? And it changes things quite a lot. It really does. You, 
your attention gets lifted off the pulse of life and like a fake arm is placed there and then you hear the mental pulse of it, which is everything reminds you of then and then incites worrying about there. Yeah? It always motivates or provokes a lot of feel, feelings and thoughts about the past and then projections into a future. That's like a mental pulse. Yeah? The real pulse in life actually draws your attention right where you are because there isn't any other place happening right now, truthfully. It's really pretty damn fucking pragmatic. You just get that, hey, that isn't happening. Yeah? How much attention do I really want to give over to it? It's not happening. Yeah? <laughs> I can do that in a movie, it's fun. I don't want to do it in the movie of this life. I want to go to movies and say, oh, I'm going to get really invested in this. You know, like, uh, I really like that movie, A Life of Pi. It's fantastic. It's a great 3D. It just took me away. It's a really great trip. I recommend it. And, you know, get totally into that. Yeah? But I don't want that same attention. I don't want it to happen here in this movie. Yeah? Because this movie isn't really about now. It's about there and then. Yeah? The movie. The mind's trying to run. It's like this continual narration, yet I wasn't there to begin with, I'm actually not in the movie now, and I won't be there later. <laughs> yet there's a narration of me, I was there. This is how it works, it's really trippy. It goes, I was there, and it has a lot of evidence, see there's pictures of me, and you know, I'm, I have that story when I was with Cindy back then. And I will be there, obviously, because I was there. You know? I was, obviously, makes sure that I will be. Because the past and the future is just a mental fucking idea. So it's just as valid if you were there as you will be there. So it's, I was there, I will be there, therefore I am here. <laughs> that's, how it over, that's how it overrides the obviousness of its absence. It does this little mental log- logistical move. I was there. That's why I'm so worried about this future, because I will be there. I mean, it would be insane to be worrying about a future that you weren't going to be there, wouldn't it? Really. <laughs> it really would be crazy. So, the worrying about the future, it gets its meaning, because there's a real strong feeling. I will be there, so I was there, I will be there, and therefore I am here. Yeah? So, in a sense, the feeling of being Paul is remembered by the mental preoccupation with the there and the then. It produces a sense of being here. Not a thought, a feeling. You have a feeling of being the one. You have, fe- you have the feeling of being the one that was, and you have the feeling of being the one that will be, and therefore it uses that to supplant the fact that you're not here now as this action figure, this thought, and that you really are here. Yeah? It's an incredible heist if you watch it. Incredible heist. It happens so quickly, it, go, it happens before you blink an eye, and then the rest of your blinking is just more of the distortion. And as soon as you get sucked into the story, it's difficult to swim out of that current and get back to shore. You have to realize you never jumped in the water. That's the, that's the truth. That's the only thing that really works. Yeah? You have to realize the problem is imaginary. doesn't mean it doesn't have seemingly real effects, it's, but it's an appearance, yes? There's an appearance of life based on you. Well, like it says, life of pi, it's life of I, or life of me. Yeah? 
And it's in 3D. <laughs> and you're the only one with the glasses. You're seeing how this is how it's going. Other people going, that's not how it's going. You're going to jail. No, I'm special. I'm <laughs> you can keep wearing those glasses, but no one else's. <laughs> that's what happened. I remember I was in Delancey Street for two years. It was amazing. Every time they they did they assessed me. They didn't assess me as me, but they assessed me as a you, like a drunken junkie. But all the while they were talking about that you, I thought it was me, and I'm very different than that you they're talking about. But by them looking at this as a you, I did so much better than when I was looking from the idea of being me. Yeah. My whole life. In other words, they had a clearer picture of what was better for this from the standpoint of seeing me as a you than I've ever seen this as from a me. From a me, I was always taking the wrong direction. Yeah? Those are, that's like the 3D glasses, the 3D glasses. I, me, my, you know. So they'd be telling me exactly what I was, but I was in so much denial. But everything they applied to this me, or this you, worked. <laughs> and everything I applied as me didn't work. So I, I would say their assessment was closer to the truth than mine ever was. Yeah. And I left there after two years, and I had to admit, my, my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. <laughs> I mean, I had so much ample evidence of a failed system, it was hard to go get around it anymore. It finally caught up with me and downloaded and shook up my whole fucking life and I've been sober ever since so and I started getting relief from the bondage of self and after a while I heard this message and I got some real uh, stabilized relief from the bondage of self by entertaining I'm not that self that I seem to be bonded to the reason why I'm bonded to it the bond is the glue of being it yeah if I take myself to be it, then all the thoughts about it are going to be important to me. All the feelings it interprets are going to be my feelings. All the reactions I do based out of its view are going to be my actions. I'm going to be bonded to that idea of being a self. And I'll tell you, I didn't like that incarceration. It was fucking nasty. You know, the only relief I could get was doing big blasts of hope up my arm. Yeah. And that's not enough, that's not anything to live for. A shot of cocaine. It's not anything to live for here. There's a lot more that's going on than to be, you know, huddled up in a bathroom, turning on the water, because when you shot it sounded like Niagara Falls. That's, there's a lot more to life than that, you know? Going to jail, getting your ribs broken, going to, you know, Delancey Streets and Project Returns for two years and three months of my life. All of that. There's other things we can do. When I was in that obsession with self, I, I never went in the water. Never took walks. <laughs> I took walks in jail, maybe, but not in the countryside. Yeah. It was just a fucking... It was like a form of slavery, truly. And it wasn't going to let me die, because uh, I was the only host it had. So this, that parasite wasn't going to give up its source of expression. The way it could express into this life was through me. It didn't have any other gateway to get here. That mental fucking wind called selfing cannot drink. It has to use you to pick up the beer. 
It cannot shoot up drugs. It wants to get the rush of all that, but it got it has to use it has to convince the host that that sounds like a great idea. It is purely parasitical. And it's convinced the host that it's the host, and therefore, no matter how bad it gets, you can't entertain being free of it. Most people are driven to commit suicide. That's the only way they can see to be free of it. I'm gonna, and they don't usually shoot themselves in the elbow, do they? They shoot themselves in the head, because that's where the radio show seems to be. Yeah. But what would happen if that thing that seems to be driving you crazy wasn't you? It would lose the ability to drive you crazy. Because that's where the ability comes from. Your belief in it. You're giving it all the juice it has. It doesn't have its own juice. The parasite cannot live on its own. It cannot stand on its own two feet. It doesn't have enough force to do it. It has to acquire a host. It needs a host to get what it wants. Yeah. How could such a heavy-duty parasite sustain itself so long on a host? It'd have to have a great strategy. And that strategy is to convince the host that it's the host. Yeah? So no matter how bad it gets, the best you can think of is, let's get therapy for it. Come on, come on, you parasite. Let's go to, a, this, let's go to our little therapy uh, session today. And you can spoof for 59 minutes, and then maybe you'll, maybe you'll give me a little break. Come on, let's not fuck up the next date we go on, please. Let me have a three-month relationship once in my life. You know? Don't, please, don't make an ass of yourself at the Thanksgiving thing. Come on, please. You know? I promise. You know? It's sort of like living with a fucking tyrant. Yet you can't, never can entertain just walking away because you're identified as it. That's what happened with me. As soon as I got enough of an information that I may not be that, the next thought was, the next sense was, I can be free of it. Yeah? I can be free of it. I don't need to therapize it anymore. I don't have to placate it or tie it to it or try to win it over. A parasite's like that snake in the box. The lady saves it and feeds it and gives it a little drop milk with a dropper and it's loving the snake up the wazoo. And then five days later, she's, she's walking with the snake and the snake bites her and she's really surprised. Why did you bite me, Mr. Snake? I've been so nice to you. I saved you. I've given you this cushy little you know, shoe box and the milk says... I'm a snake. <laughs> What's the parasite going to do other than to be a parasite? <laughs> so I don't know. I, I would imagine you'd like to have some long-lasting peace, wouldn't you? This is a possibility. Entertain it and see how it works. I think you'd have to begrudgingly admit after a year or two that you're traveling later or people have been there longer or for me, I've been listening to this for a long, long time. I've never missed a meeting yet. Yeah? And it's been working. Why? Why? I wouldn't. If this didn't work, I wouldn't offer it. I tell you, I couldn't do that. I can't sell something that I don't believe in. Just wouldn't be able to do it. And if I'm not entertaining it, it wouldn't be fresh. So it wouldn't get. It wouldn't be fresh, or it would be stale. It wouldn't be worth coming here anyway. So the the the, the definition of the seed assignment is: I need to be entertaining what's coming out. Yeah. And I entertain it because it's worked. It's produced an incredible ease and comfort in a life that was very, very fucking conflicted. Extremely so. When I got the good things, I couldn't embrace them because I had too many ideas why I didn't deserve them. Love was a huge threat to me. Real love. 
scared the living bejesus out of me. I had to sabotage and fuck that up. So all those things that would make life somewhat pleasurable, I couldn't embrace any of it, even if I arrived there. So I was in a, I was between a rock and a hard place. Thank God, uh, this information downloaded, because now I found a peace here that I couldn't acquire or achieve, and I couldn't find under my own machinations. You know, I needed the machinery to be stopped for it to have a pause to see that there's a there's something let's say called raw mind that was there or native mind or unconditional mind, and that that mind could have have a huge influence in this experience through me. I could live more from there than from the conditional mind. And then suddenly, what I, the place I wanted to escape from all the time, I'm really happy to be here most of the time. So enjoy it. I get to feel the love of my girlfriend and her kids. Things I never had in my own family, never had a kid. I get to enjoy some of the benefits of them without having to be with them all day. It's very nice. And I'm open to that intimacy and... Uh, where before I wasn't open to it. What happened? Did I work hard at it? No. In a way, I didn't. I work less and less now than I ever did. Yeah. I feel work had its purpose, but then it gets to a point where it may not have a purpose. Now it needs to be relaxed and entertained in a relaxed manner. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. So. Yes. Oh. It's like when I did the workshop, I took some of those guys just to see a separate drive. 